Today, we are going to talk about Free Fire and the Lost City of Z, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And today, I am here with Joel. Why is a guac extra Cunningham? <laughs> oh, is that because I'm a fan of Chipotle? <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> Why is the guac always extra? I don't know. Does it cost them that much more to bring some extra is. guacs? Do they have to import them specially from guac land? Yep, from guacamole. <laughs> guacamole. Land. Well, I am here with Matt Boppett. <laughs> Pull it. Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm good, man. <laughs> I don't know if that's how that goes. It's like bop it, push it, pull it, shake it. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> I never really played that game. <laughs> yeah, I did for like five minutes and then I just got like frustrated I'm done. all the heck. Okay. I feel like that's 90% of the people that buy the game think it's going to be awesome. And yeah. then they do it for like five minutes and they just never play it again. Whenever they did the commercials. <laughs> like the Rubik's Cubes. Whenever they did the commercials for that, it was yeah. always like a big group of people at some crazy cool I party. Know, yeah. People are like, yeah, let's play Pop let's It. Play like, yeah, and everybody's having an awesome yeah. time. And it's more like and you're sitting at home by yourself yeah. in your room. Pop it. Pop it. Pull it. Pull it. Yeah. Twist it. Sad life. Shout at it. <laughs> Just <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, you should keep, you know, want to welcome everybody yeah. to the podcast there, Matt. Yeah. No, so, yeah, we got sidetracked there. Anyways, but, um, yeah, <laughs> hey, if you're new, this is The Real Review. Um for a, just kind of a quick reminder of kind of what we do here on the show. We talk about Bop It. <laughs> yes, we talk about Bop It yes. and how nobody plays that game. Yeah, it's a sad but um, we, uh, what we like to do is come at you from from two different perspectives mm-hmm. in, in the movie world. And, and we have the fan perspective, yes. which is generally more, more me, yours, more yeah. of the uh, excitable, more like optimistic, right. more uh, emotionally driven and pulled towards different elements in film. Right. And then we have the other side, which is... If the, I had to put it in like chairs, you're more of like the beanbag chair and I'm okay. more of like the office chair. Right. Okay. Yeah. The uncomfortable one. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. we have the other side, which is the critic, which is more Joel, which yes. is more uh, critical, more analytical, yes, more, more, more breaks down every little element <laughs> of the film that I didn't even know existed. People like that, Matt. People like that. I believe it. <laughs> That's kidding. why we combine the two for a lovely good time in the middle. Absolutely. We're yes. And get time. that fan critic, critic. Fan critic? Fan, fan critic. Fan perspective, critic yeah. perspective, and they join together for an explosion of awesomeness. We're both critics. It can be right. fan critic and critic critic. There you go. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that's that's kind of how the show works. We, yeah. we uh, review whatever's latest coming out and then or what we saw, and uh, then we, we give you that perspective. For sure. But if you want to, um, this actually I would highly recommend. This get is connected. super duper. Yeah. Get connected with yeah. us. Super duper important. Yes. Get connected with us on uh, facebook.com slash realreview media and also all the other social media uh, connected universe whatever you want to call it Uh, the SMC as we want to call it but um, it helps us yeah so you can find us on Twitter if you do that Instagram (laughs) at Real Review Media and that's spelled R-E-E-L uh, Real Review Media, and then also on our website at realreviewmedia.com. You can also contact us, ask us questions, let us know what you think mm-hmm. of the show, whatever. We do take requests. Yes. <laughs> take- one of the shows we're actually going to be reviewing in our one of our other segments. 
We we are yes. watching because of user requests. Yes, we got some requests, and yes. so we actually watched a show. Yeah, unfortunately, um, or <laughs> no, I should I say that you watched a show. I did. You and tried. Um, and uh, we took that request to heart, so we're yeah. doing that. So yeah. send us requests, send us questions, send us comments, whatever. Yep. At realreviewmedia at gmail dot com. You get the next one though, Matt. Yes. So everybody suggest a really, really awful show. Yes. <laughs> suggest a terrible show <laughs> for, for us to review yeah. and then I'll watch it. You know what's sad? There's a show I would love that, and we're not even doing the show segment, but there's, do you ever watch Mystery Science Theater 3000? Yeah. They just brought it back on Netflix. I love it. Have you seen which it? I love it. Yeah. And I, we can't review that though. I mean, how yeah. do you review Mystery Science you can't. Theater 3000? Yeah. You can't review something that's really a review that's- co- It's that, a review yeah, of a it's review It's a parody show, you know? of a review. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so- Really, that's that's it for it. And um, getting connected, getting connected, yeah. and I think it's going to be awesome. And really, we okay. So one thing I want to make clear is on our upcoming segment last week, there were actually five major releases. Really, yeah. really only talked about three of them, and they were really kind of more of the bigger ones. Yeah, there's. I mean, the one that you ended up seeing, which is the City of Z, is the Lost City of Z. Is not huge though. It's kind of limited, right, in our area at least. It is. It is limited, but it it was what. I wanted to see Free Fire, but I know that you were going to go see that. Yes. I so did. I um, I was like, let's go see something different. <laughs> and I went with Lost City of Z yeah. because it had the highest rated yes. rating. And this is this is where I'm going to get into some feistiness and I think okay. we'll get to it. Um, and I think maybe it didn't live up to it. Okay. But um, let's let's start with... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but let's go ahead and dive right into this. Cool. Um, um, and I want to start with, with Free Fire because this okay. is one that I was actually more looking forward to seeing. Yes. I didn't see it, but... Yes, I you did. did. I did. And, okay, so uh, let's start off with a brief synopsis, which is, uh, we talked about this last time, but uh, it's set in Boston, 1978. A meeting in a deserted warehouse between two gangs turns into a shootout in a game of survival. Uh, its director is Ben Wheatley, and then there is a huge cast. I mean, this was just a, I mean, not huge, huge, but a big cast of people. I'm not going to say everybody, but you have uh, Brie Larson, uh, Cillian, Cillian Murphy. Did I say that? Killian. It's Killian. Killian. I always get that one wrong. I think we got that. I think we joked about that last time. Killian Murphy, Army Hammer, Charlotte Copley, um, Noah Tyler, Taylor, sorry, uh, Babu Cisse, which I don't really know him super well. No, that's but, pretty good. Uh, you've got just a huge, and Jack Rayner. Which yeah. is another name I should mention because I actually really liked him uh, in another movie that we talked about. Drive it like yeah. you stole it. I was hoping he would bust yeah. into it. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so um, there's a huge cast of characters with this film. Um, so I want to start off with some of the positives with this kind of film, and then we'll move into more of the negatives. Um, one of the things that this this is very obviously a very simple type film. The idea and the concept behind it is very simple. It's very much like a Reservoir Dogs type idea. It's a bunch of people stuck in a warehouse trying to kill each other for reasons and <laughs> it really felt like that it really felt okay. like the kind of script that it was very straightforward is very simple in its approach it wasn't trying to do a lot of different things that were outside of that it and it stuck with it and i think that was a strength that okay. was a good thing because good. i think it kept the tone very focused and very forward moving um with everything and there was also i'd say i really liked um, the style, I really like the 1970s kind of vibe. Oh, that's awesome. And they play off of that at times in a couple different ways. There's a really kind of gruesome but funny scene involving John Denver. Okay. And uh, the Annie song, I think is the song. <laughs> yeah. Um, really gruesome kind of horrible thing that happens with that, but it's also pretty awesome at the same time. Um, and I would say as well, another aspect that I really liked about this was a couple of the characters. Um, one in particular, I really, really did like Charlotte Copley. And we talked about this in our coming soon segment last time. I've been waiting for a really good film for him to be in 
um, since kind of his follow-up for me for District 9, right. where I feel like it's a great film that he's also in. Right. I feel like he's great in films, but those films aren't that great most right. of the time. And so I would say, unfortunately, this isn't his one that's kind of done that for me. Um, we'll get into some more of the negatives, but um, I think this was an okay film. It was probably one of the better ones that's come out this last weekend, and I probably made the wise choice in going to see this one versus the other ones. Yeah. Um, so he was great, though. I think he did an amazing job. He was really funny at times. He had this awkward, nerdy, like nervousness that would lash into, and this is kind of what I think people like about him, and he's, he's a really awkward kind of guy, very fidgety, but he has this like under, like, overwhelming sense of like rage that's like deep in his body and it's like it's at times it like leaks out and he's just like lashing out very intensely and you see that intensity in his mannerisms and his eyes and he approached the role with that at the very beginning and so you're thinking wow he's going to be this like super aggressive right. intense kind of guy but then he gets really really kind of dorky and really? silly like, <laughs> the more the movie progresses the more ridiculous his character kind of gets to the point where he's like saying these things to people and you're just like what are you even like he's like, <laughs> he's like you go out there and, and grab the briefcase I'll give you $10,000 and it's like it's just the way he's saying it and the way he's <laughs> acting and you're just like laughing at it the whole time and as they're like shooting each other and I, this is one of the things that I, I did kind of like I mean it kind of it, the whole idea of it is it's just it's this uh, arms deal gone wrong. Right. You know, and there's the two sides and they never really give you the backstory, the explanation for why they're trying to necessarily buy the guns. They're just trying to buy the guns for reasons. You feel like it's needed, the backstory? No. Okay. I mean, I, I kind of was like, interested to find out more, mm -hmm. but I didn't feel like I lost anything from not knowing that. Okay. It might have helped me. And that's going more into the negative side of things. And I, I will just hint at some of that aspect that. I think one of the biggest weaknesses of this script was there was very, very, very little character development and very little reason to latch on to the characters in a deeper way. The The thing that was so great about Reservoir Dogs is that although it was you know a bunch of characters in a room, you really got a sense of each one of them, their individual personalities, a lot of their likes, a lot of their dislikes, who they are within this situation in the gang, where everybody in the script here, and I'm getting way too into names now, but <laughs> everybody in the script here had the same kind of in a way, base personality. Okay. And there was like tweaks to it. But everybody was kind of this sarcastic, um, intelligent at times, but making poor decisions type person. And there was a couple characters that are like, they're this sarcastic type person that are making better decisions. And then there's like the sarcastic type person that's making poor decisions. And that's kind of like the two sides of the coin. Right. You're either the sarcastic one making good ones or sarcastic one making bad ones. And so, um, and the good ones making the good decisions are usually like the main actors or like the main people that you stick with sort of throughout the course of the movie. And yeah. so, um, I want to go back into some of the good things, um, just real quickly. I really liked some of the shootout aspects. I thought it was pretty cool and fun how they did some of them. And sometimes it was pretty funny, especially in the very beginning, how they're, like in a way they're shooting each other and just like, oh my gosh, I just got shot. Oh. <laughs> they're like, man, that stinks. They're like almost in a way they're like making a joke out of like- They highlighted that in some of the trailers Yeah, that was funny. Right. And it, it plays out that way sometimes. It's not like overwhelmingly as much as I- It wasn't hilarious. I wasn't like l busting a gut at times with the movie. I think there was like three or four parts where I did chuckle kind of heavily, mm -hmm. um, but it was enough to kind of be interesting. Yeah. So- Moving more into the negatives now, I kind of already touched on the idea that I felt like the character development was very much lacking. I think that was a, a big part of it that kept me from getting engaged. You know, with Reservoir Dogs, like I said, you've got a sense of who each of the characters were. And so when they're dying and they're killing each other, it's kind of impactful because you feel like you're losing a presence on screen. You're losing a presence in that film. Right, right. Whereas with this film, because all the characters are kind of those one of two shades 
and it's they they take sides. So at the very beginning, it kind of boils down to like there's two sides to this fight, and a third force kind of comes in at one point, <laughs> but they're gone like almost immediately. So they really don't play any significant okay. role besides to just kind of move the action forward. It was okay. kind of like, well, we need something to happen here, so we're going to bring another group of people in, but they're going to be gone almost okay. immediately. And so it it really felt like it was like a numbers game. It was more like there's this group of people and this group of people and just who's going to like slowly sort of devour the other one or who's going to slowly like die out quicker, which in a way could be interesting, but they didn't raise the stakes enough with the two sides for me to really care who won or lost. Gotcha. Um, I did read some interviews with the director and I think the sense that he was really trying to go for, um, which I didn't get until hearing it later was that he was trying to make it almost like a mouse in a cage like they're stuck in this environment where they're all just trying to kill each other. Okay. But at a certain point, it kind of breaks down for me in a lot of ways because, okay, so after about, this was a huge problem for me, after about 30 to 45 minutes, pretty much everybody is injured, okay. right? Everybody's <laughs> shot, everybody's been hit numerous times, yeah. and a lot of them are bleeding, and it gets to this point where like nobody can even literally stand. <laughs> and they, for like the last almost 45 minutes of the movie, I think there's a total of like maybe five minutes of people actually walking around on their feet and it gets really annoying because it's like, yeah, you understand blood loss and everything like that, but it's just really boring to see everybody constantly just dragging their bodies around the floor everywhere they go. And then the other thing that got really frustrating for me was within the first like 30 minutes, I realized, okay, they're just not going to kill people off. And they're these supposed to be these like thugs, these like trained killers, you know, they're buying these super high end weaponry and everything and they deal in this. None of them like, and they showed what like, um, uh, Killian Murphy is doing this shooting at the beginning and it looks like he's like a really good shot. But then after everybody kind of gets shot in the arm and the leg and the neck and everything like that, after that, like nobody's getting shot and nobody's dying. And he gets really frustrating because you're like, uh, why would you have all these people here and not kill anybody? Yeah. And I will say it, it pays off pretty well for some of them when they do die. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wish that they had, and this sounds really awful, but I wish they had like sparsed out the killing better. I wish that they had, <laughs> had more of it happening over the course of the film instead of what ends up happening is it kind of builds to this crescendo and then everybody does die. Right. But it's like boom, 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 and it's over versus yeah. having it like, oh my gosh, they died. Oh my goodness, they died. Oh my goodness, you know. So that was a little frustrating for me. It was really frustrating. Some of the camera angles at times as well was really hard to follow the action. They would just like, somebody would take a shot and you never really knew what they were shooting at or where they were shooting. It would like, you'd see it ricochet and maybe hit a wall. And then sometimes you could kind of tell, I think, a little bit of the budget. So I will say this, um, it was direct, uh, the studio that was sort of behind this production, I believe, uh, was A24? Uh, I believe it was A24, right. A24, right. A27, I can't remember their name right now. But they, I really do appreciate them because they're they're taking chances, they're doing things. They've got a, a lot of movies. They showed a lot of previews before this movie. Where they're like, they're not trying to do just the studio thing. You know, they're really trying to do something that's a little bit different. And yes, this is a concept that has been done before. Yeah. But it's not very popular right now. It's not like something that people were just like looking for a type of film like this. They're really trying to reach. Right. But it really felt like with this film, there was a limitation of budget at times. There 10 was certain- million. Yeah, see, exactly. And I, I didn't even know what the budget was, but it really felt like that at times that they were trying away from some of the more intense visual gore and visual intensity and they really put a ton of the budget into the actors okay because they had huge names but then they'd have somebody get shot and they would just be like this oh my arm and they would like grab it you know what i mean <laughs> and then even the scenes where like somebody is like dying they wouldn't even really show the person dying except for like one or two shots it would more be like something happens and they die really quickly and kind you of just, a quick cutaway yeah like a quick cutaway sort of thing um so it really started to feel at times like they were trying to cut around the budget 
and shoot around the budget, which wasn't a great thing. And then I'd say lastly, overall, there's a couple actors that I really was hoping for more from. Uh, Brie Larson. I love her. I think she's a great actress. Yeah. In this film, she really just didn't do much for me. But I don't think that was necessarily her fault. I think that also was the script just didn't have. They didn't develop the characters. They didn't have a lot for her in there. She really didn't need to be there. I feel like if they had actually cut out maybe two or three of the characters from this film, but then spent more time developing the individual ones and talking more about who they are and creating a solid character for just them, right. it would have felt a lot more interesting. A lot more yeah. approachable. I would have been caring a lot more when people died. So I, I think she did okay. Sam Riley was pretty funny. He okay. was kind of like one of the funnier characters. Um, but yeah, other than that, there wasn't like any like knock it out of the park type acting like jobs. performances. Yeah. I mean, you had mentioned earlier Jack Rayner. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's, you know, he's really good actor. Yeah. But he's just kind of underwhelming in this. And I think he had a character but you never got a sense of like the depth of where his character could go gotcha. because it's treated very offhandedly, everything that goes on. So that's kind of my thoughts. Do you okay. have any questions? No. And my perspective is, and you mentioned a couple of times how some things felt frustrating, like everybody was shot and couldn't walk. <laughs> yeah. It seems like to me from my outside perspective that it was a choice made by yeah. the director. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be funny if everybody's just kind of like dragging themselves <laughs> everywhere? And to I, me, that kind of seems like it, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, I didn't see the movie, so when, I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. When I was watching it, I didn't know what was going on there because it just really was frustrating to me. Right. It didn't translate why that was happening. But later on when I, you know, like I talked about, I read some of the reviews and looked at some of the interviews with the director and he said that he was trying to do like a rat in a cage type scenario. Right. Then it became clear because it's kind of like he's trying to set up the scenario where they can't get out because yeah. they can't walk because they can't move around. But it didn't make sense. You know, it didn't right. make sense why they wouldn't be able to get up or find a crutch. And like at one point, one of the characters like finds a crutch, but then they like immediately lose it. Right. You know what I mean? It's so it, it, I get that why he did it, but it really felt like a limitation of the script because there was no reason why all these characters wouldn't have just said like, look, we're just going to call it a draw or some of them wouldn't have escaped and just gone yeah. their own way, you know, and just been like time out here. <laughs> you know, this is an issue. People are getting shot. Why don't we just, and the other, yeah, this is not my thing, but like, and you know, you expect this as well, but like how many bullets do these people have? You know, they would, they never really ran out of ammo. Yeah, the the you know? codes on. Yeah, I guess so. With their handguns. Yeah. They would just literally just, they would be wandering around just like shooting walls and just like, and then their clip would be full the next shot. And it never really made sense. They just pretty much had unlimited. They leveled up. They had the golden eye unlimited. Yeah, it, it, it seemed like, I don't know, it seems like to me this movie seems like it's just you're going in for to, to watch this thing without, to me, I wouldn't be expecting a mu much character yeah. development, yeah. but um, it's, it's interesting to know that they... I wasn't expecting really much, there. but I was expecting some. Yeah. And it really didn't feel like they gave us pretty much any. I think okay. if you're going to this film, the best way to approach it is just expect a little bit of kind of humor, violence, some dark comedy, okay. and pretty much just eventually people dying and killing <laughs> each other in some really gruesome ways. Gotcha. But I wouldn't expect much. I know okay. I wouldn't ever really. So any well, other questions? Thoughts? No, no, that's no. really it. What would you rate this thing? So on a scale of one on hundred, I wanted to give it a higher one. I really did, but I think it came out with it with about a 78, okay. 79, so C+. Plus. Okay. So gotcha. I, I really did like the production design. Um, I liked the style and the tone. Um, I just wish that 
some of the elements that we talked about would have gone a little further. I didn't like this is a movie I'll forget about. I, okay, you know, a, a week from now I'll be like, oh yeah, I saw that movie. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> so there you go. Okay, well, it's not entirely inspiring, but I think maybe I want to check it out at some point in time. Yeah, you can rent it. It's a great rental. To um, be <laughs> okay, yeah, it's one of those yeah. catch it on TV if you yep. see it. Yeah. Um, cool. So I actually saw a different film because I wanted to check something else out. Yeah. So let's talk about that one, Matt. Yeah, what I was saw that I saw Lost the Lost City of Z. And does Z stand for zebra? It stands for Zed. Xylophone? Zed. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, not the. Xylophone um, starts with an X, right? Z- yeah, Xylophone yeah, does start with an X. You're, hashtag school. <laughs> hashtag okay. <spelling>. <laughs> learning. <laughs> <laughs> learning. Hashtag learning. There you go. So, The Lost City of Z. Uh, it's based on a book. Okay. And I found that out uh, shortly before watching this film. Okay. So how and, boring was it, Matt? Well, let me let me start <laughs> off here with this synopsis. <laughs> Just kidding. So a true life drama centering on British explorer Colonel. Uh, Percival Fawcett, who yeah. disappeared while searching for a mysterious city in the Amazon in the 1920s. Yeah. Directed by James Gray. And uh, it was screenplay was also written by the guy who wrote the book, David Graham, I okay. believe. And uh, stars Charlie yep. Hunnam, Robert Pattinson, Sienna Miller, Tom Holland. Yep. Um, among uh, many other. So we'll let you finish. You lost me at Robert Pattinson. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, in McDermott is there. Okay. So we have Emperor Palpatine. Hey, yo. Um, it's a Star Wars reunion. Yep. He's kind of cool. But um, I think really- Actually, the, no. There's there nobody else from Star no, Wars in He's reunion with himself. He's <laughs> reuniting um, he, with himself. He's having a, he's yeah, having a party by himself. I was like, well, maybe I was thinking somebody else from Star Wars was in this. <laughs> there isn't. Yeah. Okay. So I want to start with, um, I'll start with some positives. Okay. Uh, because overall, um, I felt okay about this. Okay. Actually, less, probably subpar. I was disappointed. But let's start with positives. Okay. So Great, I think that- uh, emotionally, it got me in a couple of instances, and I'd say um, that there's an element of this guy, since it takes place in the early 1900s, mm-hmm. there's not like long-range communication like we have today. And when when you when someone goes exploring, they're gone for years at a time. And he's, yeah. He has a family, you know, mm-hmm. and he has a son, and he finds out that he's going to have another son. And so if he goes away for two years, and then there's another baby there, you know, that kind right. of thing. Yeah. They, they did a good job at intentionally making you feel like, oh man, like I wanted to, like, I felt like I could never imagine leaving my family for that much right. amount of time and coming back and missing them. Like his son was really young and he left a couple years later, he comes back and he's like, his son's like, are you my dad? Like yeah. he, like that was heartbreaking to me. Mm. That kind of stuff. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. This is really intense. And, and emotionally it got me in that way. Um, and they started off strong. The The problem with this film, it starts off in like 1904 or something like that. Okay. And it's basically, it jumps, it does, you know, you, you're with them, uh, Charlie Hunnam's character, for a good amount of time. And then like it jumps forward in time a little bit. And then it okay. jumps forward in time again. And he, he's because he, what he does is he goes on the surveying mission. Um, kind of out of blue, he gets invited to go do the surveying mission. He has to try and he's trying to clear and make a name for himself because of his, his dad has kind of tarnished the family name, Mm -hmm. um, in the military. And so he wants to, he's a general and he's, he's going out there to essentially, um, rebrand, not general, he's a colonel. So he, uh, he goes out there and he's like, okay, I'll take the surveying mission. And his wife's like on board. He's like supportive. Um, and he goes, does it comes back. He, he, gets a sense that there is this civilization out there in the middle of like nowhere where people are like, you know, people can't be like have civilized and like, and uh, processes and procedures for like growing crops and plants and actually having <laughs> like, that was the thought back in the day. Right. But he's like, there is, I saw these ruins and, and all this stuff. And it's interesting to a point. Um, 
but it got really, really boring, okay. uh, especially in the middle. And I was just having a hard time connecting with it other than those emotional moments. Right. Um, I will say this, the Charlie Hunnam, who I don't think historically is very, very good actor. However, in Sons of Anarchy, he was good. Right. Um, I think it was good, a good choice for him because he had his English accent with him. Mm-hmm. Whenever he tries to do the American, I feel like he struggled. And you saw that in Pacific Rim. There were times yeah. where he was definitely struggling <laughs> with his <laughs> Although accent. Although I did like that movie, I didn't like him. Right. I, I agree with that. All right, I love Pacific yeah. Rim, actually, yeah. um, for what it was. So the uh, for him, it was good that he did that. He was, he was okay for the most part. Yeah. Robert Pattinson, I thought, was good. Yeah, I jokingly teased about Robert Pattinson. Right. I feel like he can be a good actor. He just gets a lot of crap for, you know, obviously It's his role just in the Twilight, Twilight thing. Yeah. So he was so. really good. He's almost unrecognizable at first when you meet him. You're like, right. oh, that's Robert Pattinson. Like, yeah. he's got glasses and he's his not giant glittering. beard. He's glittering. Glittering. Yeah. <laughs> that's not even a word. <laughs> but he, uh, he was good. He was probably one of the highlights. Him and Tom Holland. Yeah. Tom Holland's really good. And I really started to appreciate, yes, he's great in Spider Man and that whole role, but I really started to appreciate him more after seeing um the impossible mm-hmm. young kid very very talented you believe him yeah um and this one he's he's definitely older but he's believable uh you get all the like dramatic elements and stuff he's very frustrated with his, his father he's his father's son yes okay so he doesn't come into like halfway through the movie because the kid who plays him is different okay and then you you see him later that's like, a oh, dumb all, question by the way he's all grown <laughs> he's up. his father's son <laughs> right okay yeah. exactly <laughs> so um he was he was very good but that's really it for me okay. um so you're saying you connect with like the cats in the cradle stuff like, yeah but the story of him actually discovering this civilization and going into these unknown just, regions was boring. It was boring and disjointed. Disjointed, okay. Uh, and I want to say a couple things added to that. Was there tonal issues? Do you feel like there was problems keeping a consistent tone throughout the film? No, it was, was too it? long. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was about 20 minutes too long. Okay. 25 minutes too long. Yeah. It was like two, it's like two hours and 20 minutes, the whole movie. Would you say that the film is more of like a man versus nature type thing or is it man versus a person or man versus himself or what? I mean, is there a little bit of both, a little bit of all of the above. And I think maybe that's where the, it, it wasn't focused on one thing. Right. Um, and the end didn't make sense. It tried to get abstract and tried to be all metaphorical (laughs) with some stuff. Um, because I mean, it's, it's not spoiling anything. It's a real story. It's based off a book. So the, um, it, the guy essentially, supposedly finds this lost city right. and never comes back. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know what happened to him, but it kind of takes some liberties at the end. He's still there. Right. <laughs> exactly. He's hanging out. Yeah, he's hanging out. Um, he's just like 105. Yeah, you know? they're watching Netflix right now. Probably. So, um, the listening big... to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they're listening to the real review. Yeah. If you want to email us, yes. we'd love to hear from you, sir. All right, Percy, thank you very much. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so... <laughs> It was boring, um, and this is going to be funny because I don't get into the nitpicky things like you do. Ooh, I like this. So, Ooh. it was it was jarring and uh, distracting. Mm-hmm. The cinematography and the editing, Ooh. a combination of the both. Plus, there were scenes that I don't typically norm- norm- uh, notice these types of things that were blurry. Really? Yes. Out of focus shots. Out of focus shots. That's not good. There were elements, too, that were like... Um, and it wasn't, and I thought maybe, okay, maybe it's just the theater I'm at, projector issues, but there were clear shots. Yeah. And then there were out of focus shots. Huh. And then there were some shots that were clear and just the top half of it was blurry. That's it strange. Was, and it wasn't on purpose. It was really weird. I w- I, the, 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 I'm wondering what the, I mean, the, the cinematographer that we have for this is Darius, I don't know how to spell his last name, Kanji, I believe, but uh, he's the guy that did the cinematography on Seven. 
Midnight in Paris, Delicatessen. I mean, he's done some pretty big films. I saw this movie with a friend. He leans over to me. He goes, this is blurry. I go, yeah, it is blurry. Yeah. Um, and then- Was shot on location, correct? Uh, in some areas? Because sometimes they do have issues when you like kind of go into like a forest region possibly, or something like that. Yeah. It makes it difficult. But um, if it was shot in the Amazon, then wow. But yeah. um, I, I don't know. I'm just wondering if it was like a an editing thing, like a post-production type thing that was done. But It might be an editing thing because yeah. the editing was kind of bad. Yeah. There were several in- instances in this film where they were trying to convey intensity um, and action right. and and it, you couldn't tell what was happening. Hmm. So like, there's like a part where they're they're on the ra- they're in the rapids, yeah. And like, you see them all individually, like kind of st- stressing out and having a hard time and trying to make sure they're all staying on the boat and hanging on for dear life, kind of a thing. Yeah. And then they pan away, and you see it kind of far from a distance. And then because like, the last shot was Robert Pattinson, and then and then you see somebody fall Glittering, off, right? Yeah, and then you see somebody fall <laughs> off the raft, the and then you see people freaking out, and you think, oh, he fell off, hmm. and then it turns out it wasn't him at all; it was some other guy, but ah, you couldn't tell it was right. him. And then there's another scene where some dude gets eaten by piranhas. You're like, who's getting eaten by piranhas? Do I even care? Right now? <laughs> You're actually making this sound really awesome, right? So it's <laughs> not guy gets eaten by piranhas. That's no, but, cool, but yeah. you can't even tell he's getting eaten. Is I he like, over oh to, no, with a piranha? Well, I leaned over to the. I was like, is he getting eaten by piranhas right now? <laughs> and like, because I couldn't tell it was happening. Oh, that's hilarious. So I think it's just an editing issue yeah some cinematography things that yeah. could have been better like shoot this better so we can tell what's was happening. he like shrugging as he's getting eaten by the piranhas he's like oh well <laughs> i'm yeah, don't I'm know getting... what's happening <laughs> something's happening like and I then think like, i'm dying yeah uh, charlie hunnam's like caught in a net but i'm not sure if he's caught in a net <laughs> or if he's trying to save the guy getting eaten by piranhas. Sounds like a comedy now it's the guy falls overboard and you don't even know no it's yeah. it's not um yeah, sorry but <laughs> i i don't know and i think a lot of the weight of the character's was lost in the time jumps. Yeah. I was like, okay, now I have to kind of feel like I, I understand this is the same character, especially with the kids. I understand that this is the same character, Yeah, but it's a different person. I got you. Because it's five years later, I have to get a different actor. Right, so I'm yeah, like, yeah. I I feel like I have no attachment to you this person You just do the Harry anymore. Potter thing like they did in the last episode, Harry, last, you know, Harry Potter movie. Spoiler, geez. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Show them when they, just put some gray hair on there. Yeah, so. Give him a few fake well, wrinkles. They, they did that with Charlie Hunnam. Ah, but, um, gotcha. And they gave a mustache to Tom Holland, which is so oh, weird. Nice. But um, like it, yeah. I, I don't know. I was disappointed overall. Gotcha. Um, it's getting an eighty-eight percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes as far as critics, um, and I would say, uh, does it deserve that? I'm guessing not. No, I don't feel like saying. it does. I, I don't know. I, Why do you think they're giving it such a high rating? If if you had to, if I could ask, you know, I, I did check it out. It looks like the the user reviews are a lot lower. Yeah, it looks like it's closer to the fifty percent mark for like the average non-critic type watcher well there's a lot of people that like it for the um cinematography no 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 no. for the uh comparison to the novel okay um but i i don't you don't know unless it's like really you know making ways over in the uh for world geographers or something (laughs) like that you know because i don't i don't yeah i don't know um i I don't know. I, that's all I got. I don't. I, if I were to rate this thing, yeah, I would be closer to the to the like the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which would be closer to a sixty five percent. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. Like on a scale of A to like one A to F, that's pretty much it's a, it's D. a D. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but it's a D, but technically it's a still fresh rating. Yeah. So 
I, I think emotionally it was it had me. Okay. I mean, in that, and I'm I'm a little more led emotionally, yeah. but I think overall I was disappointed. Yeah. Because uh, I was going to see something that I was kind of under the radar a mm-hmm. little bit in limited yeah. release. Gotcha. I felt special, maybe. Well, yeah, you, <laughs> you had three other films. You know, you had The Promise, you had Unforgettable, which you already forgot about. And, What's that? Yeah. <laughs> and then you had this, and so I guess you probably still picked the better of the three. Then but... you had Phoenix Forgotten. <clears throat> that is true. That right. is your kind of film as well. I do kind of like the. I people are done with the found footage. I'm not. I kind of like the genre as a whole. Uh, it's a thriller genre. But... I think it is a bit of a whole. I'm not going to say what right. kind of whole, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I like it sometimes. I think it, yeah. I don't like the genre idea of like- Did you like Chronicle? Just, I liked Chronicle, yeah. except I didn't like the way it ended, and I didn't like the way that it- I felt like it didn't go far enough. I felt okay. like it was like, it's based upon another premise. Like right. this, I, I don't know if you're familiar with it's Akira. It's an- Nope. animated film from I've Japan. heard of it but right. they're actually making a live act- they're action trying uh, Robert to. Rodriguez I yeah think is, they're trying is, to which yeah. I'm fearful is all get out I'm <laughs> gonna butcher it just like they <laughs> the did with the show yeah yeah <laughs> but like it, it was based on that premise and I felt like they were going for something darker that ended up being more of a teen drama action yeah and if they had all gone for the R like the solid R yeah. I probably would have although I would have been freaked out I would have liked it a lot more yeah Anyways, so, yeah. so I didn't see that. But if I get a chance to check those out, I'm going to definitely talk about them yeah. on these because there's five movies came out this week, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to watch Unforgettable. I'm going to try to avoid it unless unless <laughs> unless there's a clamoring audience out there. Yeah, if we if hear you from you. email us and you're like, please review Unforgettable, then Unforgettable. I, guess, I guess I'll have to bite the bullet <laughs> on that one. I'm still seeing good things-ish for The Promise, so. Really? Yeah. Okay. Some cool. good some good reviews coming out about it. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. Cool. But really, that is it. It's all we got. It's yeah. all we got today. We reviewed the two two big ones. I'd all like right. to say, but um, the big ones. Yeah, the big ones. <laughs> Again, if if you want to reach out to us, you want to find us, please connect with us. Let us know what's going on. Again, email us at realreviewmedia at gmail dot com, facebook dot com, uh, Twitter, Instagram at realreviewmedia. Um, go to our website. We update that uh, pretty frequently at uh, realreviewmedia.com. So do that. And uh, anything else for us, Joel? No, I think that's it. That is it. Well, it's been a pleasure getting to hang out with y'all, and uh, it's been real. It's been real.